So today we're going to continue the reading um, from the global translation of what's called the Gospel of Truth, but it may also be called the Valentinian meditation on the Gospel, meaning the Gospel of Jesus or Yeshua. Uh, last time we went through the section, we went through a few sections, we're on the global uh, two from freely received metalogos, and the last section I believe was jars and judgment, and I'm not going to review that too much, but start with the new material, which is global one page one twelve, uh, the section called illusory existence. Uh, jars and judgment was really about the the metaphor as humans as jars and some anointed and some full and some empty and some broken and some renewed. Uh, in many ways, um, at this portion, in this portion of this Gnostic text, uh, the discussion is the transit from uh, ignorance to awakening, from the agnostic to the Gnostic, uh, state of um, being, the relationship between reality and illusion, uh, and salvation versus the pre-salvational state of um, walking in darkness or plane or wandering, uh, lost condition. And we can understand this um, as the Gnostic um, presentation of spiritual path or Gnostic understanding of cosmology. Uh, where it's it is known that the ignorance and suffering and evil uh, is also part of God's plan or within that which is of the Father, that which is seen and known by the Father and allowed, and and the perspective that whatever happens is done by the Father, or um done with the the consent we can say of the logos or or it's in within god's design god or the father or the logos all fine but actually uh, again there is a distinction between the heavenly father and the word or the 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 soter the logos being like the solar logos that is sort of the the representative of the heavenly father um, in in the um, uh, realms of created beings, the the mayat of beings, and so from jars and judgment, uh, we you know there are many many little points, and at some point when we finish when I finish through the commentary on sections <laughs> in the next month or two, uh, I'll do a full reading of the whole um, the whole text. And you can see the flow. Now we're just getting into analysis of sections and various points. So, uh, global page 112, the ending of the previous section, Jars and Judgment, uh, there's a statement, um, but the Father perfectly knows every mayat, mayat, every creature in him, if he wishes, whomsoever he wishes, he makes manifest, giving form to him and giving name to him. And he is wont to give name to him and causes this 
that they become. They who have not yet become are agnostic of him who produced them. Him meaning the Father. And so, again, the notion that the, the Father or the One Infinite Creator knows all the creatures because uh, he, it, is the true nature of all creation. And um, there's a interesting little connection, the name of the notion of giving form to him and giving name. In Buddhism, that's called Namarupa. And so I detect very real um, indication of um, cross-fertilization or pollination between the Advaita Vedanta or Hindu Buddhist view uh, in India and the Gnostic perspective. Uh, even this notion of name and form, form is, uh, you know, there's love and light and there's name and form. There is uh, structure and function. There are the dimensions and there are the beings evolving through them. So structure is uh, cosmic uh, dimensionalities. Function is the threefold self, mind, body, spirit, or the seven-dimensional self, or the seven-dimensional structure of the seven chakras, seven bodies, in which, or associated with, which <laughs> consciousness or name, uh, beings, beingness, uh, evolves itself fully. And so, the this is a very very deep metaphysical statement, although uh, or or doctrine or document, this uh, Valentinian gospel meditation on the gospel, and and one can learn cosmology very well by a careful analysis uh, of of various sentences, various statements here, and so the father is likely to give a name to him and causes that they become. And so awakening is actually becoming what you are, or returning to what you are, returning to the Father, or finding your own name, or having your name inscribed in the Book of the Living, which is called the New Testament, Testament as the Book of the Living, or the Book, Testament Book. And so it goes very deep, the, the mm, spiritual philosophy offered here. And then we start the next section, Illusory Existence. I'll read it through and then give commentary and we'll go through as many of these sections today as we can. So, Global, page 112, section Illusory Existence. Uh, but I am not saying this, that they are nothings, those who have not yet become, but that they are in him who may will that they become, if he wills it, like a mom moment that is coming. While all things are not yet revealed, he knows what he is going to bring out. But the fruit which he has not yet revealed knows nothing, nor does anything either. <laughs> Thus all mayat creatures, which are also in the Father, are from him who is, who set him on his feet, or established him, from that which is not. For he who has no root also has no fruit. But thinking to himself, uh, like the, this is the person who doesn't know, I have come to be I dot 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 something, he will perish of himself. Therefore, he who was not at all also will not become. What is it then that he or father 
wishes that he think of himself. The he uh, means the person who is still uh, lost and un unbecome. What is it then that he, capital H, wishes that uh, he, the, the person who is in darkness, think of himself? Quote, I have been like the shadows and fantasies of the night. End quote. And then goes to the next section, the nightmare parable. And so we're talking about the um, state of mind of the agnostic, the one who has not yet um, opened mind, heart to gnosis. It's kind of cute, it's sort of dear to me that the uh, writer here uses the pronoun I and says, but I'm not saying this, that they are nothings, meaning those who are still in darkness or have not yet become those who have not found their name. I'm not saying, I am not saying this, that they're nothings, those who have not yet become, meaning um, they are still in the Father, right? He says, they are in him who may will that they become, if he wills it, like a moment that is coming or something that hasn't happened yet. And so uh, no one is lost. And even those uh, on the service of self-path, obviously, um, are manifestation of the one infinite creator and can prog progress on the negative path or they can um, open heart and uh, move on to the positive path. So this is the transit, you know, the, the, the all-encompassing love or blessing of the One Infinite Creator for all creatures, whether they have become yet or not, whether they have not yet become or they have, and then become Gnostic. And so this is the omniscience of the Father. He knows that he's going to bring it out, uh, but the fruit, which hasn't come out yet, uh, he hasn't revealed yet, and the one who hasn't been, the one who is not Gnostic knows nothing. So it's not that that being is nothing, but they know nothing. <laughs> it's not that the person is a fool, but their views are foolish. Something like that. And and so Howard Storm said, uh, the Christian view, don't blame, you know, blame the, uh, love the sinner, blame the sin. Something like that. Don't, don't you know, hate the sin, love the sinner, hate the sin. Which, you know, you can, don't have to use those words, but... Words should be used loosely, or words should be held loosely. Um, I use the word sin to mean uh, himsa, or you know, immorality, or moral transgression. Uh, killing, stealing, lying, and deliberate harming, and trickery, and all of this. It's okay to use the word sin. Why not? It's not a heavy... I don't use it heavily. And the same thing with the word self. We can talk about when you know that the self is empty, uh, one can be free to use the word self. And so uh, the Father knows everything, and, and the view is that, that God wills all. Whatever is, is willed by God. And this is um, all actually a very sophisticated view because the law of karma is a manifestation of the Father, too. And the laws of gravity and the laws of, of physics and the laws of metaphysics, which is karma and soul progression, um, are His will, too, Yet we experience free will. You can say we don't have free will, but we experience free will. We experience that we have free will. That's good enough. That's real enough. So there is human agency of free will, uh, apparently, experientially, um, which is integrated into the reality that, that it's all done by the Father, too. This is actually a very sophisticated integration that many people don't do. So some people say, oh, it's all my will. There is no God. That's just bunk. 
other people say it's all God's will um, grace is, is all that counts and works mean nothing works meaning free, a, free will agency so <laughs> it's very hard for people to realize that there is two and there is one the one is two and the two is one yeah there are countless waves and yep it's one ocean uh, so there is relative view there is absolute view and ultimately reality is beyond all view if you can get that <laughs> you understand sunya or emptiness pretty well sunyata so all the maya in the father are from him they the father sets um, the person who's still in darkness on his feet but this statement he who has no root also has no fruit is really a deep understanding um, if you really want to learn spiritual path and, and spiritual reality or metaphysics, this kind of allegorical uh, speech or allegorical symbolic coded speech uh, is important to, to, to use for sharpening intuition, for honing or developing intuition. He who has no root also has no fruit. So the root, like a tree or a plant, um, is that which establishes its stability or its uh, existence or continuance. The fruit is that which is produced at the summit of its development. Right. So Buddhism talks about flower and fruit and um, palamaga, palamaga meaning path fruit are the four stages of awakening starting with Sotapanna. So Buddhism talks much about root and fruit also. So this is ageless wisdom. <laughs> the the point that's made is um, the person who doesn't realize um, God or intelligent design or, um, you know, what is God, right? Okay, there's an intelligent design, there's a beingness creator of all that is. The atheist or skeptic says there is no beingness, intelligent creator that designed or uh, from which all uh, has emerged and and um, the materialist position of course is that all there all we see is all there is and all there is is only what's material and seen this the the skeptic says I don't know the atheist says there is not which is nihilism uh, and the person without gnosis uh, is the one who doesn't know the father or doesn't know um, the intelligent benevolent source of all there is and thinks to himself I've come to be I something something but he'll perish of himself this is the uh, this is what it means to have no root and have no fruit the materialist is um, not rooted in reality thinking all there, all I see is all there is. There is no reincarnation. There is no karma. Right? That's just your fantasy. Man created God. Hmm. I know because God doesn't say that I that He is. He didn't show Himself to me. So they think uh, that's called having no root and bearing no fruit. Because when they die, <laughs> life goes on, and um, they see um, that reality is beyond includes uh, the invisible. Anyway. Uh, he who was not at all also will not become they're, they're sort of playing with uh, the idea of um, the, the author here um, the, the 
the non-existence or, or the illusory existence of the one without Gnosis. Uh, but as to what the father thinks, <laughs> or or intends, or may understand, or wishes that this person in darkness thinks, uh, it is quote I have been like the shadows and fantasies of the night, meaning living in a dream. And so, in Buddhism, it's often said that um, uh, awakening is uh, awakening within the dream, in which. Uh, materiality or 3D space-time is understood as a dream or illusory. It's real, it's apparently real, but essentially empty, like a flickering shadow. And so awakening is an awakening within this dream. But to say that um, it's all unreal is nihilism, and no yogi would say such a thing. It's it's, uh, to say it doesn't exist, it's all unreal. Even the Buddha didn't talk like that. So you, you you know to really understand metaphysics one has to develop um, a pretty sharp spiritual philosophy discernment or discernment uh, of the spiritual philosophical mind or understand philosophy um, it's very it requires a lot of effort <laughs> or a lot of um, careful use of, of logic and intuition again and again consistently and that's why Ross said wisdom is a rather lonely matter uh, it can only be done alone, even if we learn in a group. Um, true understanding is born from the deep mind to the conscious mind of an individual. So, the Nightmare Parable, Global, page 116. I'll read it through. And again, <laughs> bear in mind, it's all complicated, and they go forward and back and round and round, and it's very, it's quite circuitous. At the dawning of the light upon the terror that the man had received, he is wont to understand that it was nothing. Thus were they agnostic, not Gnostic, concerning the Father, it being he whom they saw not. For he, and this was a mistake, it's really um, the, the mistaken view of the Father for the one who um, is agnostic. He, or their view of creation or reality, he was a terror and a disturbance and an instability and a doubting and a division. There were many delusions by which they were bewitched and inane follies, as if they had been put to sleep and had been found by troubling dreams. Quote, colon, either there is a place to which they are fleeing, or they are powerless as they run in pursuit after others or they are in the midst of brawlings, or are themselves under blows, or they are falling from high places, or they are drawn upward by the air, not even having wings. Other times it is as if some were killing them, though none were even pursuing them, or they themselves were killing their neighbors, for they were soiled with their blood. Until the time when they are wont to wake up, they who are wont to go through all these killings. They are not wont to see anything, those who were in the midst of all these troubles, for they were nothings. <laughs> like this way is the way of those who have cast a gnosis forth from themselves, colon, like the sleep which they are not wont to consider anything, neither are they wont to consider its matters or works or events as real things 
but are wont to leave them behind like a dream in the night, and to esteem the gnosis of the Father more than the light. Thus has everyone done sleeping in the time when he was a, a, a he was a Gnostic, meaning not Gnostic, before awakening. And this is the manner of his straightening up as if he awakened. <laughs> so this is the movement from um, sleep nightmare to waking um, reality recognition. Uh, and uh, Grobel makes the point, actually, Grobel's a nice guy, that... Um, that there's an, here an eloquent description of typical nightmares, timeless as all basic human experiences. And so the, the nightmares that people were having uh, 1,800 years ago are not so different than the nightmares that humans have today, such as fleeing to some place or being pursued or pursuing or in the midst of fighting or being beaten or falling from a high place or drawn upward from the air without wings or someone's killing them even though none is pursuing, or they themselves killing, and bloody, uh, all of this uh, trouble. These types of nightmares, uh, you know, <laughs> are quite timeless. 1,800 years ago, uh, as today, people have these nightmares of violence, or uh, pursuit, or um, being threatened and being um, powerless to stop um, being taken away or, or abducted or something. Uh, these are really um, pictures of lower triad blockage. Lower three chakras blockage pictured imagistically in the dreaming mind comes out these ways. These forms of nightmare imagery are the manifestation in um, name and form or in the form of dream imagery in the name or type of uh, incident in, in occurrence like being pursued or pursuing being beaten or beating bloodied or uh, you know being uh, harmed or something that's that the, these are pictures of how uh, uh, these are image symbolic mirror reflections of the way that, that the conscious mind has fashioned lower chakra blockages. <laughs> and I won't talk about that too long because it's, it's a very long analysis, but um, how we make distortions is how they are pictured imagistically in the dreaming mind as in these examples of nightmares. So we make our own nightmares. And the, the nightmare is a symbolic mirror reflection of the distortion uh, in mind associated with particular lower chakra blockages, which is ways that the mind, the way that the conscious mind has treated catalyst or has um, treated itself outside of love wisdom. Without love wisdom, with grasping and aversion and ignorance, with anger and um, lust or uh, greed or, or profound hungering uh, and not knowing in conflict, uh, those types of distortions create lower chakra blockages that manifest as these types of images and dreams. And the teaching here is that the person who wakes up realizes that this is all nothing. 
uh, their sense of what had been real is shattered and they realize that they've been living in a nightmare uh, which without substantial reality uh, so this is the dawning of terror <laughs> the nightmare which is really um, the mind of the 3d repeater or the re materialist the mind of the one who rejects love uh, and all that love shows us you know love shows us the reality of soul love shows us the reality of inter inter interpenetration or unity or intelligent design and if you look at flowers and if you look at uh, seashells and if you look at uh, baby and you look at uh, human physiology and you look at the rainbow in the sky and and the you know the natural creation uh, you will see God you will see intelligent design or benevolent supreme loving power and and purpose it's there but only uh, only by the by listening to soul you won't hear it um, with the with the continual intellect process going uh, only the, the small still voice of soul or heart uh, reveals uh, God around us or God in all it's very very easily seen when the heart is open and the mind is quiet but uh, those who are agnostic don't know that they live in terror and disturbance and instability and doubting and division internal division doubting instability yeah uh, and and uh, in restlessness or uh, disturbance a continually disturbed mind so let's move out of continually disturbed mind uh, there were many delusions by which they were bewitched and inane follies so self-bewitchment <laughs> by um, by resistance to seeing and knowing what is or the heart of what is um, the the sacred nature of all that is um, which is that the heart knows but the mind um, may not be able to apprehend unless the heart is open to then uh, all of these types of nightmares and yet they may end and those who are agnostic sleeping not knowing the father uh, not knowing the son not knowing uh, the heart not knowing uh, metaphysical reality and that this there is soul and there is eternity or something like that and um, this is a beautiful creation of love and purpose those who don't know that are in a sort of uh, inane folly um, living in nightmare and that's one reason that they struggle and fight so much uh, but then one can wake up and cast a gnosis forth like sleep having ended and the person wakes up and this explains the manner of his straightening up straighten up as if he awakened and esteeming the gnosis of the father more than the light the term light here um, global indicates maybe sort of like the light of day uh, or physical manifestation of light or illumination being less valuable than realizing um, the kingdom of heaven within which comes uh, in a knowledge of the the father through the son which really means uh, unity through love realizing realizing unity and beneficent infinite being creation creator through the agency of the son the heart 
which is the Soter or the Logos. The Logos represents, you know, comes, is felt through the heart initially. Anyway, <laughs> uh, all of this is discussing uh, the path to awakening and to come to remember our true name and wake up and get out of um, the painful nightmares um, of, of Maya and illusion. Grobel, page 118, the next section called a beatitude, meaning something that's beautiful or of uh, glory. Congratulations to the man who has returned to himself and awakened. And blessed is he, the creator, who has opened the eyes of the blind. And the swift spirit followed him up after he had caused him to wake up. Having given hand to him who was stretched out on the ground, he set him on his feet, though he had not yet ever risen up. And he gave them's, them, <laughs> he gave them, or them's it's written, he gave them, them, means of understanding the gnosis of the father and the revealing of his son. For when they had seen him and heard him, he permitted them to taste him and smell him and lay hold of the beloved son. Capital S. Having been revealed, he teaches them concerning the Father, the incomprehensible, having breathed into them that which is in the thought, thereby doing his will. Capital T, capital H. Again, having been revealed, he, which is maybe the Father or the Son, having been revealed, he teaches them concerning the Father, the incomprehensible, having breathed into them that which is in the thought, thereby doing his or the Father's will. Many receive the light, they turn to him, for they who were highly, meaning the materialist Heilig, for they who were highly, they were strangers, and did not see his form, and did not recognize him, for he came forth in a flesh of such sort, that nothing or none blocked his progress, for indestructibility is unseizability cannot be seized. Furthermore, speaking, for, speaking, furthermore, new things as he was, while speaking of that which is in the Father's heart, when he had brought forth the flawless word, capital W, Logos, and out of his mouth had spoken the light, and his voice had given birth to life, he gave them thought and wisdom and mercy and salvation and the spirit of power from the infinitude of the Father and from the kindness. He caused the torments and the scourging to cease, for it was such as had need of mercy who, had, who were astray from his face in error and chains, and with power he abolished them and defeated them by gnosis. He became a myot for those who were straying and a gnosis for those who were agnostic, a treasure trove for those who were seeking, and a stability for those who were staggering, undefilement for those who were defiled. Hardcore. You can see why Carl Jung loved this. And Valentinus deserves uh, great respect uh, for his uh, awakening and um, mm, uh, <laughs> awakening or maturity as a poet and uh, a Gnostic 
as a revealer, um, a way shower, uh, like Yeshua himself. So this is talking about Yeshua uh, coming forth and offering, you know, uh, gnosis or awakening to those who are seeking. And so congratulations to the man, to the one who has returned to himself and awakened. Yeah, congratulations for you, to you, who know uh, reality as well as you do. And blessed is he, or the one, or the father, who's opened the eyes of the blind. So you can say again that, that it's grace, but grace is uh, dependent on works, or grace, uh, that which the father does, or miracles, or that which is comes from um, supreme power, is very much karmically linked to the works or free will decisions of, of each human being who's seeking. So, to he who has much, much is given. To he who of great works, great grace is given. To, to the one that makes great effort, great blessing and boon is given. That's how it works. God helps those who help themselves. Yes. So, there is grace, there are works. Uh, what we, as we live in harmony with ahimsa and prajna, wisdom and harmlessness, morality, virtue, um, sensitivity, awareness of others to be kindly or to be aware of others in their process when we're in interaction with others. Very important. You know, you want to help somebody, know the mind of other. You want to be harmless, know or remain sensitive to the process of the other when you're in any interaction with the other. Service is ultimately um, a, a uh, interaction by interaction achievement moment by moment or interaction by interaction with each person uh, we can do service but really means live in the mind of uh, harmlessness and discernment wisdom and um, you know a basic kind-heartedness but you can't do that if you're in inner conflict if you're fighting yourself or when we are stuck in resentment regret blame self and other whatever um, we can't be well, <laughs> then we can't be well, um, mind, heart, in each interaction, because um, the mind is troubled. So, the swift spirit followed him up, this is Grobo, page 120, the beginning of this section, uh, the spirit, or Numa, followed him up after he or father caused him to wake up, so again, that's the grace that comes with... Um, the, the demonstration of, of works, uh, you know, commitment to, uh, to the positive path. The Creator gives a hand to him who's stretched out on the ground, sets him on his feet, uh, though he had not yet ever risen up. So our awakening is breaking new ground, too, or getting up off the ground, getting up off um, enmeshment in the dirt or the matter or materiality, the way of the hylic moving out of the hylic to the pneumatic, to the Gnostic, to the way of the spirit, to the spiritually minded uh, perspective. And that is new. Everything that we do, even though the path forward is the way back, or all learning is remembering, uh, and we are the Logos now, or our beingness, true being, full being is the Logos, uh, in time and space, um, learning is... Um, entering uh, new territory 
and that's why it is a challenge Gautama said the spiritual path is like swimming upstream so um, this is the, uh, alluded to in the phrase though he had not yet ever risen up now he is risen um, and so self-awakening and awakening or listening to the words of the wise and the worthy uh, is a rising up akin to Yeshua rising up or manifesting in coming to earth like Gautama or any great way shower. He gave them the means of understanding the Gnosis of the Father. This is explaining what Yeshua brought to humanity. Revealing of his son. Yeshua's coming was a revealing, was a um, advent. An advent. The advent of uh, the the son of the Father or the the showing of, uh, of a true way to the Father. Now, you know, Buddhism and Hinduism offer that too, but a little bit different. Uh, when they, when people see him or hear him, Yeshua, uh, or uh, Yeshua permitted them to taste him and smell him and lay hold of the beloved son. And that's like the sacrament of communion, right? Eating the wafer, the blood, the wine, the wafer, the flesh. Uh, it's not cannibalism, <laughs> although there are some interesting studies about that. Cannibalism and the uh, sacrament of the wafer and the blood or the wine. But um, it, it's a certain kind of intimacy and taking within ourselves um, the salvational principle or activating the salvational principle, which is the heart. I mean, you know, God is within, the kingdom of heaven is within. It's a matter of activating it or opening the heart, opening the mind um, to, you know, the divinity that we all partake of. But that's a very intimate, subjective process. The spiritual path is very intimate. Same thing as in meditation. Um, everyone has a different path. And uh, the soul teaches the seeker in meditation about itself, becoming more and more itself. Uh, but the greatest teacher of meditation is found in meditation, <laughs> is uh, Atman speaking and, and deep mind sharing as the conscious mind opens more and more. Um, to all we are. Having been revealed, he teaches them, or Yeshua could be said to be teaching people concerning the Father, which is incomprehensible. Um, and the Father is the one that breathed into us, pneuma, again, breath, prana, that which is in the thought, who does his will. Um, and many received the light about those um, who listened and got it from Yeshua. But then there were those who were highly, H-Y-L-E, or materialist, or matter, the hylik, the hylikoi, is a Greek, um, and actually, um, Grobel's note 329 here says, the New Testament does not use the word in this way, but uses the word sarx, or sarkikos, Ignatius, Saint Ignatius, epistle to the Romans 6-2, approaches it, meaning uses this word, highly or hylik, the, the first, the materialists or the category of those who rejected Yeshua, uh, which uh, they included the Jews, um, who, the orthodoxy of the Jews and pagans and people who just um, hated him for various reasons. And um, regarding Ignatius' uh, epistle to the Romans 6.2, Global Notes, here it means those who are impervious to the Son's revelation of the Father, the same group meant by the fourth gospel, by a different terminology, they who are, quote, of the world, from below, of the devil. And that's where you get 
to um, the notion of the demiurge and the archons, the prison warders keeping souls in materiality, which is 3D repeating, uh, or materialism, or anti-spiritualism, or the ways of uh, tribalism and fighting, <laughs> ways, the ways of the sub-diaphragmatic lower chakra states of mind. The, the way of uh, the hylic is the way of the first three chakras, the lower triad, the states of mind associated with body and emotions, and ego, or sense of ego, and personalism, and emotionalism, and intellectualism. That doesn't include love. It may, but uh, for this group impervious to the sun's revelation, or apocalypse, it doesn't include heart. And so, uh, they who were highly, they were strangers. They didn't see his form, or they didn't see, um, you know, um, what Yeshua really was, didn't recognize him. He came forth in a flesh of such a sort, meaning in a certain human body. But nothing blocked his progress, for un indestructibility is unseizability. What a phrase. So, there's a certain indestructibility to the pneuma, or the pneumatic, the person who is um, rooted in um, the eternal, or in love, wisdom, or awareness of um, creation as um, a father's loving offering, and with intelligent design, and profoundly meaningful and purposeful, and not just some random bouncing of atoms. Uh, indestructibility of true nature, indestructibility of the one if a creator, or the sun, or the logos, or the principle of salvation, the indestructibility is unseizable. You can't seize it. It can't be kidnapped and captured. You can kill my body and destroy the brain, but you can't take soul. No, actually, you can't. And so, uh, the truth shall set you free, particularly the truth of uh, green, blue, indigo, or the higher triad, um, there is an indestructibility to awakening. Uh, Sotapanna doesn't look back. Seventh density, looking backwards is finished. This kind of thing. And that which is not born cannot be died, cannot be killed, you know? That which is not subject to origination, not subject to cessation, Buddhism. So what is outside the three marks, right? The three marks being, uh, em you know, in, in anicca anatta dukkha, right? Impermanence, insubstantiality, and stressfulness. What's outside that is that which has not been born, which is indestructible, which cannot be captured or lost. Speaking furthermore, new things as he was speaking of that which is in the Father's heart, all of the Yeshua had asked, all, you know, these are reflections on Yeshua bringing forth the flawless word, which is global note 337. He says, Here, not the personal logos, which is the incarnate, the incarnate word is the subject of the verb, but communicating light and life bringing message of the Father, as in John 17 14. So you see that yeah, the, the New Testament, right? John seventeen fourteen, which I don't even know. Of course, I'm no scholar on the New Testament. Has a backstory, Gnostic, esoteric meaning. 
most people understand the Gospels uh, in an exoteric perspective, but don't see the metaphysical basis, uh, which is profoundly esoteric, actually, when you really get into it. So, the flawless word is not the personal logos, um, but somehow a communication of a life and light, light and life-bringing message of the Father. So, uh, the Logos as midway between the One Infinite Creator uh, and Higher Self, or the True Self, or the our, our you know awakening uh, to Gnosis, uh, going to the Father through the Son. Uh, the Logos is the Word, the flawless Word, but uh, as Ra says, a Higher Self or our true nature in the octave is a sub sub Logos, and so the Kingdom of Heaven is within. And out of his mouth had spoken the light. So light comes from his mouth, like Amateus, Buddha of light in Buddhism. And his voice had given birth to life with a capital L. So speaking life. I mean, what comes out of the mouth, right? It's breath. And that is associated with uh, sound vibration complex, word. But what is that? That's, that is... Um, the manifestation of mind and mind is the manifestation of spirit and mind body spirit is the manifestation of the logos so what comes forth isn't it the breath and the sound and the word meaning of a mind that ultimately issues from the father that's the case for all of us and that's um, the mouth giving birth to life or the mouth spoken the light life and light uh, the nature of light is life, and that is ultimately um, what the Father makes as the octave made by the, the Logos. The Father making light uh, generates the Logos that gives birth to the octave, which is life. He gave them thought and wisdom and mercy and salvation and the spirit of power. Uh, what is that? Is that Numa? Maybe. From the infinitude of the Father and from his kindness, from the kindness. That's a very sweet way of putting it. And it's li the literal wording here is sweet and um, figuratively kind. So you see, <laughs> a, a really hard-ass translator, uh, strict constructionist, would, would always use literal um, translation. And the word here actually this word from the kindness is the word Christov, <laughs> meaning Christ. So Christ is the anointed. The anointed really means sweet. Sweet Jesus. Yeah, that's right. Christo Yeshua is sweet Yeshua. Sweet Christo. Note 341. There you go. And so from the kindness, from the Christo from the anointment of the jar or the anointment from the Father for the jar, which we can call kindness, but that's sweet Jesus. So people say, oh, sweet Jesus. But actually, that's esoteric. <laughs> that's from the word Christo, which literally means sweet, which is the kindness of the Father through the Son for the Mayat and all creatures to come home, come home. Then, 
he or Yeshua or the Father or Yeshua the Father through Yeshua caused the torments and the scourging to cease. If you want to see scourging? Look at the uh, Passion of the Christ from Mel Gibson. You'll see what scourging is. To cease, for it was such had need of mercy. It, it was such as, or for those who had need of mercy, who were astray from his face. And so, the clock face of the galaxy, the solar system going around galactic center, is the face of God, is one form of the face of God. You can say that all form is the face of God. And we use the phrase, we saw the phrase before, the face forms of God, face forms of the Father. You can say that all matter is a face form of the Father. Uh, and so, such as it was, those who were astray in error, and that's plane as usual, um, errors and error and chains, synonymous as torments and scourgings. And so, this is, um, you know, Yeshua and Gautama uh, here to save humans from death, uh, to move to the deathless. And the first step is harvestability or the development of mind-heart so that we may graduate and uh, enter the kingdom of heaven on earth or the kingdom of heaven within or fourth density positive or the way of love wisdom or freedom from the heilic, freedom from materialism, freedom from ignorance and, and a certain degree of suffering. This is moving out of error, plane and chains and, and deceptive wandering, confusion moving out of torments and scourgings which uh, though dreamlike are real enough the bird agrees with power he abolished them he defeated them by gnosis he became a mayat or a creature or uh, actually mayat means the path or the way so this term mayat m-a-e-i-t uh, global note 346 uh, can also mean a path or a way. So it's quite a word there. It can mean creatures or creation or a path or a way. But a path for those who were straying. Yeshua as a way shower. Gautama as a way shower. The one who showed the way. For those who were straying, those who were lost in plane, those who were confused, yes, Yeshua did that for humanity. Uh, not the only one, but a, a perhaps the world teacher for the current age yeah I would say Yeshua was is the world teacher for you know the the end of the third density cycle and humanity was ready for it and deserved it some get it and some don't a gnosis for those who were agnostic a treasure trove for those who were seeking a stability for those who were staggering undefilement for those who were defiled uh, the next section, the shepherd of the sheep that strayed. Global page 128, the shepherd of the sheep that strayed. He is the shepherd. I mean, this is about Yeshua, I think. He is the shepherd who left behind him the 99 sheep which had not strayed. He went, he sought after that one which had strayed. He rejoiced when he found it. For the 99 is a sum reckoned on the left hand which holds it. But at the time when the I shall be found, the entire sum is wont to change over to the right. 
as that which lacks the I, <laughs> with a capital I, I, this means the whole right hand, which is wont to attract that which has been lacking, takes it from the left side and transfers it to the right, so the sum makes 100, the sign of him who is in there, the hand's language. This means the father. <laughs> so you see, there was commentary in the text, on the text, along reading through the text. That's the, some of this parentheses is uh, the author or a translator or somebody having made interpolation or um, notes within the text commenting on the text as we go along. So this is a esoteric um, simile or analogy of the shepherd, Yeshua as a shepherd, the uh, humanity as the sheep, leaving uh, alone or not bothering with the 99 that hadn't strayed or hadn't fallen into error but focusing or targeting or seeking after the one which had strayed, the one, uh, who was he addressing? Well, he was addressing what? The people of the Middle East who had strayed um, by um, loss of the original teaching from Moses, uh, the original confederation Yahweh? Maybe so. Why didn't Yeshua appear in China? Why didn't he appear in uh, Africa or some other part of the world? Maybe he was going to those which had strayed um, and, and not bothering the ones that hadn't strayed. doesn't mean that the ones who hadn't strayed were fully enlightened or Gnostic, but they hadn't strayed. And so Yeshua's appearance uh, coming as a, in a Jewish family, so it seems, and uh, speaking to that particular group in the Middle East um, probably is his seeking after that one which had strayed and leaving alone the 99 which hadn't for then. He rejoiced when he found the one that had strayed. And uh, here we get into some Gnostic mm, numerics. The 99, or 99 as a number, and this is probably gets into the gamatria and um, the meaning of the character 9. The 99, or the 99 sheep, is a sum reckoned on the left hand. Now, does that mean um, they, there's a certain counting? And... <laughs> uh, Grobel says that this, the queer, doesn't mean gay, the queer exegesis extending from 31.4 to 17, meaning this section of the, of the text, rests on a folk custom, once universal in Latin-speaking lands, of counting on the fingers, not the naive 1 to 10 finger counting of primitive and small children, but an ingenious system, ingenious system by which the two hands at rest without making another gesture, could indicate to a single glance any number from 1 to 9,999. Okay, so this is a <laughs> primitive but pretty complex and sophisticated system of counting from 1 to 10,000 nearly on the two hands. How about that? And that's, I think, the, po the comment that um, 99 is the sum reckoned on the left hand but when the I, or the one that had strayed, so the word I, the letter I, capital I, I for um, identity, when the capital I, the I, the self, <laughs> the, the subject, the agent, the one who had strayed is found, then this entire sum goes to the right hand, um, becomes 100, 99, go, 99 on the left goes to the one found on the right, 
becomes a hundred. That which lacks the eye uh, takes it from the left and transfers it to the right. Does this mean that the ones who hadn't strayed are in the left-hand path? Not necessarily. It's just the way of counting that was done at that time, 2,000 years ago, um, associated with holding certain, you know, using the fingers to indicate certain sums on the left and right hands and then transferring one to the other. Anyway, uh, this is some kind of um, uh, focusing on the one who had strayed uh, as necessary to save the collective. And so there's some notion that um, the one that, uh, the 99 that didn't stray can't quite be fully saved or, or brought to completion without first saving the one that had strayed. And this is probably a reflection on um, individual versus collective spiritual development in humanity, Earth humanity. That there's certain development um, for collective humanity that's not possible when people are actively uh, on the left-hand path or straying into uh, self-harm and negativity. And so um, one can reflect on that. And the next section, let me just see, let's, not, let's hold the next section for the next talk. The next section is Grobel, page 134, called Salvation on the Sabbath. And we'll start there next time. <laughs> and it'll take us another half a dozen classes to finish this text. But I find it quite important and interesting and uh, illuminating. Uh, and you see how, um, how esoteric and, and mysterious or deeply spiritual um, the New Testament is. It's just that uh, humanity has been um, herded into an exoteric, very superficial reading of the New Testament. And that's obviously um, by design of those who would keep people astray. And uh, they are also the ones who uh, considered the Gnostics heretics. Although, yes, there were some Gnostics saying some things that were really quite crazy, <laughs> in my personal limited opinion of what crazy is. Um, but there was a whole spectrum of Gnostic teaching. This is just one. But Valentinus was a, was a Christian and almost became the Bishop of Rome, so they say. And therefore, this was the... Um, th th this was a teaching, this Valentinian meditation on the gospel that was more or less mainstream Christian 1800 years ago or so uh, among a significant portion or subset of the Christian churches or Christian oriented seekers of the time and uh, it's something to reflect on but there's, there's a whole lot of universal metaphysics presented here so anyway, thank you for listening. I hope it's been helpful. Uh, next time we go to Salvation on the Sabbath, starting global page 134. Please take good care of yourselves. Thank you to all, and good night.